Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Believe in Bingle podcast with yours truly, Solomon Wilcott. Today, we have a very special guest. That's right. He is the lead writer for Bingles.com, Mr. Jeff Hobson. All things Cincinnati Bengals. You want to know it, just go to CincinnatiBengals.com. And uh, Butch, you'll, you'll let them know, won't you? Welcome to the show, by the way. Thanks, Sully. Great to be on with you. The only reason I'm the lead writer is because I'm the only one. But <laughs> I think that uh, this brings me back to 1990 when I was covering you at Spinney Field when I first uh, yeah. talked to this bright young safety out of Colorado. I, uh, Man, eh? You know, I didn't see, I didn't hear anything or see anything like that in New England. So that was pretty eye-opening <laughs> to me. This guy, this guy knew what he was talking about. And look what's happened to you. You've taken off. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, you've always been so kind and love the work that you continue to do to, to highlight our Cincinnati Bengals and let everybody know what's going on with this football team. Look, I let's start by talking about what we've seen from this team over the last couple of years. Uh, two consecutive trips to the AFC title game. They've won back-to-back AFC North division titles. Um, two straight seasons where the offense ranks in the top 10. So we've seen some of the best offensive football and, and more wins, as many wins from the Cincinnati Bengals team that we've seen over a two-year stretch in the history of the franchise. And oh, by the way, two consecutive years with two receivers, Chase and Higgins, both going over a thousand yards receiving. And I've always said it, I think we could expect even more in 2023 because the, the head coach, Zach Taylor, the offensive coordinator, and Brian Callahan and Joe Burrow, Higgins, and Chase and Mixon have all been together now for the last three or four years. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right, Solly. I mean, uh, we've seen things we've never we've never seen. I mean, these guys don't lose in November and December. You know, I think the last game they lost was, you know, two years ago, that that overtime game to San Francisco at Paycor. Haven't lost in December uh, or uh, no, or January until until Patrick beat him there at the yeah. gun to go to the AFC title game. I mean, they 10 straight wins. Uh, they they find to do it. They find a way to do it. And I know the offense gets the headlines and they should. But this defense is uh, they uh, they they always come to play. I mean, they never get torched. Uh, they're always in the right place where they're supposed to be. Lou always seems. I guess he's Dr. Lou now because he's got his doctor. That's right. He does. Uh, so he's Dr. Lou. He's not the <laughs> mad scientist. Um, he uh, th- he always seems to come up with something. I mean, that will uh, either put pressure on the court. I mean, does a great job affecting the quarterback. He talked about that, that today at the media luncheon that uh, he's more concerned about hitting the quarterback and not necessarily sacks. And they always seem to do it. And, you know, they did it with Cam Taylor Britt, a rookie, a rookie corner who yeah. was terrific. But, you know, to me, what strikes me is all those guys that went down last year and they still kept winning. DJ Reader, best nose tackle in football. His backup, Josh Tupo, goes down. They're still winning. Awuzier, they're arguably a Pro Bowl corner, certainly yes. their number one corner, yeah. down. Misses the last half of the year. Joe Mixon missed a couple games. So, Magic P. Ryan catches three touchdown passes. So, to me, it is the uh, – it's it's the deepest team I've ever seen, and I think it, it's no coincidence they've you know they've they've got so many wins. And 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 look, uh, Jeff, I I really believe that Zach Taylor 
is overlooked. When we start talking about some of the young, great coaches that we have in our league, I thought he showed tremendous leadership on that Monday night game against Buffalo. The team came out ready to play. Let's let's. But he did the right thing. He understood the moment. And I thought his leadership really came to the forefront. The way that he kept the team focused in the weeks to come, despite maybe the Bengals getting a bad deal from the league office, he would not allow his players to sort of become distracted. They continued to stay on that run that you talked about. And I think he's done as good of a job as any coach could have with a young group of talented players where they all seem to pull together and play for one another. Yeah, I, I agree totally. No, no vote. I don't I don't think he had a vote for coach of the year. Yeah. Never we're gonna mind. Do we're gonna do something about that. <laughs> Never no, there's there's no question. And no. you know, the, to me, the guys who get a little overlooked at the end, they say, Well, he, he's got Burrow. But Saul, you know this as well as anybody. There's been plenty of quarterbacks that have got screwed up too. That's I mean, right. they could That's have screwed right. that kid up. And right. they, they have been seamless with the way they have handled Joe Burrow. I mean, here's a yes. guy. He's the all-time leader in NFL completion percentage. So Zach Taylor's doing something right, and uh, I think you're exactly right. He reads a room as well as anybody I've uh, as I've been around. You know, I mean, uh, he gets these players, and you've got to be. Yeah. You know, these are not uh, the guys that we knew. Sorry, no, this is no. a. This is. They, I mean, they I have, don't want to sound like you know. You know they I say they they do march to the same beat. It's just that the rhythm's a little different, if you yeah. know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and Zach knows it too. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. I think and I think if you look at how he does the spring, mm-hmm. they they the, how he how he handles the off field stuff yes. is uh really I think that's that 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 wins as many games as as I think. I think, you know in, in today's league, he, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's still finding his way. You know, I mean he's got a lot on his plate. Things he never did before before he came here. He's the play caller. He's the head coach. He's the, you know, he's the he's the court. You know, he's the uh, he does all these things, and he's really, I he's uh, to me he's the best coach you don't know about. He he is phenomenal, particularly as a young man. I, I could not be more impressed. Um, you know, he's a father. He's a husband too, right? And right. you and I both know the Bengals give their head coach a lot of. A lot of say-so in free agency, a lot of say-so in the draft. Uh, but you got to put the work in because Mike is going to put the work in. You know, Mike right. is watching tape. He's sitting in the meetings. He's talking right. to the scouts. He's talking to Duke Tobin. Um, and so the head coach has to be right in there engaged too. It's rare that, uh, you know, ownership lets head coaches pick their players. But in Cincinnati, you do get to weigh in. And so Zach's going to put the work in. And I think he's just done a, an excellent job. Let's Let's turn to another topic because we've got to talk about this offensive line. I don't know that any team over the last two years has spent more money um, to build an offensive line to protect their prized possession. That is their quarterback, Joe Burrow. We saw Alex Kappa and we saw, um, you know, they drafted uh, Cordell Volson and they brought over Ted Karras last year in free agency and via the draft and Lyle Collins as well. And now this offseason, they double down. They go out and spend big money, not only to get a talented left tackle in Orlando Brown Jr., but they robbed the Chiefs of their guy, right? So that's kind of a double hit. Talk to me about what you see with this offensive line after all the time, money, and resources spent. Have we finally gotten it right? Well, you can't miss with a four-time Pro Bowler in Orlando Brown, and I was talking to somebody. It might have been you. I don't know, but 
like uh, Orlando Brown. Joe Burrow knows what Orlando Brown is going to do. Yeah. Orlando Brown doesn't get beat very often. If he gets beat, it's going to be probably on the edge. Mm -hmm. That gives Joe that makes Joe Joe Burrow so much more dangerous. Now he knows when to step in the, up in the pocket. There's going to be no mysteries on that side of the line. That makes him more dangerous. And Solly, the interior, and I just I just figured this out. Maybe somebody else had had it, but when Kappa and Karras and Volson, knock on wood, line up in Cleveland for the open, mm -hmm. that's going to be the first time since 2015 and 2016 that the same three interior guys started back-to-back -back opening days. Wow. I think that's a big thing, and you know this. Yeah. Through, through I, I mean, I you can kind of blame Geno and Aaron Donald, but the most dangerous pass rushers, and you can blame it when, when the Giants came up with the great pass rush to stop Tom Brady in those two Super Bowls. It was up the middle. That's it was right. up, stop Inside. the guy, stop mm -hmm. the guy from stepping up, you know. So I, 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 the, 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 I remember I talked to Dante Skynecki when they, when they signed Teddy Karras and, you know, I said, what's the deal? He goes, Teddy Karras, no matter what he does, he will keep the integrity of the pocket. And that's, yeah. to me, that's the biggest thing those three guys have done and why, why I think they really disguise the deal here with, uh, you know, with uh, Brown going over there and uh, Burrow being able to step up. It was a baptism by fire for Cordell Volson in that starter against Cam Hayward against the Steelers in the season opener one year ago, but he just got better. And yeah. the kid, the kid never tapped out. He stayed in the fight. You and I both know for rookies, that is the true litmus test is your ability to hang in there through tough times and, and just show up each and every Sunday. That's how you get better. And that's what we kind of knew he would be coming out of North Dakota state and I think he's he's everything as advertised, and now he's a young guy that makes us better and uh, and a little bit more durable as well. And to me, that is a great kind of uh, uh, foresight by these guys. Yeah. Okay, to st okay, starting a rookie, but you got a great solid veteran next one. That's right. You know, that's, right. that's building a that's building a roster because okay, you're looking out there and saying, oh my god, he's going against Hayward in the opener. Clearly not an ideal, clearly not an ideal matchup. But you can get away with that if you got a guy like Eddie Karras next. The Bengals' um, offensive line yielded 55 sacks during the regular season in 2021. Um, that ranked 30th in the NFL. Last year, they improved. Uh, they were ranked 20th, giving up only 44 sacks. But you and I both know the lion's share of those sacks came in the first half of the regular season. Uh, and so by the time we got to the second half, this offensive line, they were rocking and rolling. Uh, if there's one area where the offense can improve, as you well know, it's to me, it's the running game. I'm going to give you some numbers. Uh, we ranked uh, 29th in rushing attempts. So uh, we got to a point where we like, hey, we, you know, our assets is Joe Burrow and the wide receivers. So we really leaned heavily into the into the pass game, which makes it hard to protect the quarterback. So we need to be more balanced with our run game. But um, 30 runs of 10 yards or more. That was dead last in the NFL. There's no doubt this is a Bengals team that could leverage the run game a little bit more. Um, we love when they throw it, but if you have a more balanced attack, you can protect your quarterback better and you can chew time off the clock. And I think it makes the pass game more effective and more efficient. Oh, you're speaking of the quiet, Solly. I love the sound of that. You know, uh, Sam Weish, uh, you played in that 1990 season. Yep. Sam Weish and Boomer Esiason made that all possible because the defense, you guys were so banged up on defense. The offensive line was banged up. Eddie Brown hardly ever played his best receiver. 
guys won nine games by squeezing the clock, yeah, squeezing yeah. the clock. So it's the, um, and I think in this day and age, you know, when you're trying to stop Mahomes, when you're trying to stop Allen, mm-hmm. I mean, you can play a great defensive game and still give up 27, you know, and uh, it's just, it comes down to not having a ball. So I think to me too, the big thing with a run game is, you know, you're going to have to probably replace some IJP Ryan, your third down back. He's probably going to, that's probably going to be by committee. You're going to have to, you know, uh, Brian talked about it today a, a little bit at the luncheon where he said, you know, our number one, the number one thing that guy has to do is protect the passer. And right. so Chase Brown has never been asked to do that at Illinois, mm-hmm. although I love the guy. That yeah. stat you reeled off about the 10, the, uh, the, the, the 30, 10-yarders, that's yeah. why Chase Brown is here. I don't that's think right. these guys have had a 60-yard run in the 2020s. So that's exactly what they look, what they need from Chase Brown. But the big thing is they got to protect, you know, that guy is going to have to, who's ever replacing Samaj P. Ryan, he's got to, he's got to, he's, you know, he can't be, they need the 60 yard runs, but they better, but they better protect Burrow. If, if our offensive line is doing a better job in protection. Yeah. uh, And you're right. The running back who's in there on third down or on passing down protection is priority one. But to have that elusive runner, yeah. like an Austin Eckler and standing back there next to Joe Burrow. And that's what I think Chase Brown is. He was the third leading rusher in the nation, over 1,800 yards from scrimmage. Uh, he can make a miss. Uh, what does it mean to have an explosive runner? Because Joe Mixon's good. He's a power guy. He's a good receiver, yeah. good dual threat. What does it mean to have that explosive guy who can make people miss um, in an offense that has a trio of receivers that can really spread you out and thin out the herd a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you do? I mean, these guys are already backing up, right, Solly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they're already backing up because they don't want these guys to beat them. That's so right. there's yeah. no such thing as eight men in the box against the Cincinnati Bengals, no. right? Light box, light box. It, yeah. So I mean, it, it should be it should be tailor made for a guy like Chase Brown. I'm glad to hear that you like Chase Brown because that's yeah. uh, I yeah. think he's an interesting guy. I, after talking with the guy. You know, and talking to the coaches, my God, he's like, a, he carries himself like a 12-year veteran. He's a know? leader. He's a leader. Yeah. He was part of the reason they turned around the program at yeah. the University of Illinois. Um, and the guy is a die-in-the-wool leader. And he's a teen guy. Yeah. And right. uh, that's that's what we need. That's that's kind of like the rest of these guys. And I talked to all these rookies. They, they love this team. They love these veterans. Um, yeah. And I, that brings me to, to Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, because I was reading today about what Mike Brown and what Duke Tobin had to say about you and I both know there's a there's a um, there's a, a rift running through our league right now with the running backs. Yeah. There's almost an uprising there. They believe they're undervalued. They don't like the, the way the contracts are being handled. And some of them have have reason to complain. Let's be honest. But Joe Mixon, I think, met it and took it on in a way that kind of surprised some people right you didn't know if that maturity was going to be there to be able to handle it the way that he did but I I, I would say he handled it like a like a true leader he understood he's putting team first and that's something that Mike Brown and Duke Tobin really appreciates uh your your thoughts on them being able to keep him on this team because he's one of the true foundational leaders on this team yeah no that's true and I and, and I think Joe Mixon's here because Mike Brown loves his players, especially loves guys yeah. who help them win, you know, right. and right. uh, I think, uh, 
Mixon loves Mike Brown because Mike Brown gave him a shot back in 2017 when he was falling down the draft board because of some off the field stuff. And uh, so there's nobody more loyal than Mike Brown. And I tell you what, I thought Joe Mixon uh, really, really showed that, that he's also loyal too, because you know, let's face it. He could have blown up, you know, this has been, this has been, you know, camp, uh, camp tranquil. Right. I mean, this is, you get, you get, you get teams burning down because of running backs and he could have, Joe could have lit a fire here, Yeah, but he's been terrific. You know, I think it's, I think it tells you a lot about Joe Mixon. It tells you a lot about Mike Brown. It does. And I think it tells you a lot about the culture that they built, that Zach Taylor has built, how the way that they communicate with the players. I, I think it's so vitally important in our league today to have that strong communication Players, just like any employee anywhere in any business, they want to know that you care about them. And if they know that you care about them, man, they will play hard for you. That's what you sense with this football team, and you expect it to continue as well. All right, let's talk about this this secondary, because we're only returning one of our four starters from one year ago, Chitabay Awuzie, and he missed nine games last year with a knee injury. This is about as many questions that I've had about our secondary. And while I trust in Lou Anaromo that he's going to have them ready to play, I also trust in Mike Hilton, the our trusted nickel corner. But we have two new safeties, Dax Hill, last year's first-round pick, moving into the starting lineup. Nick Scott comes over in free agency from the Rams. Um, and look, um, you know, I, I, I love Cam Taylor-Britt. Love when he stepped on the field from one year ago. As a rookie, he's going to get a chance to start. DJ Turner, the second-round pick from Michigan. So we've got some guys back there, but they're young. Um, Many might say inexperienced. What can we expect? Well, we know one thing. They're fast. That's That's about probably the fastest secondary. No offense, Solly, but probably uh, faster faster than the uh, vaunted uh, SWAT team. I got but, it. Um, I got uh, it. I, but you know, I'm going to blame David Folger for bringing that quotient down a little bit. But he he made enough big plays, so we'll forgive him. <laughs> Obviously, they're where they're lacking is that experience you're talking about. That's you know, right. um, right. but you know, with uh, Bates and Bell not there, but I I got to tell you, so it might not. It's it's going to look different. But I, I'm kind of excited to see. Uh, not kind of. I'm I'm excited to see Dax Hill. Yeah. Because yeah. he can. That guy can he can, he can he's got range now. I he he's he's got about as much range as a safety as I've I've seen yes. here. I mean yeah. now obviously he needs the experience, and I think that's another thing where they teamed him with Nick Scott. And Nick mm-hmm. Scott's not a Von Bell or Jesse Bates, but he's a line him up, no nonsense. That's right. Tells you where he is. That's Played right. in a lot of big games. They that's couldn't right. get him out. They tried to get him out of the lineup and they couldn't. So I that's think right. that's a great fit with yeah. Hill coming in. It's not Bates and Bell. But it's not uh, it's not to be sniffed at either. Yeah, we got to understand Bates and Bell. It took them a while for that uh, to really come together in 2020. Remember when Von Bell came over? That through, through, by the end of the year, they were playing very well. That by the time we got to 2021, yeah. they had a lot of plays and a lot of games having played together. And so that's that's going to be very critical as to whether I think the first half of the season where they all get used to playing one another with one another. Jordan Battles, another um, safety coming in from Alabama. I think he's going to be exceptional as he'll get to rotate in there a little bit. Um, And and look, Nick Scott is one of those guys you talked about, just a very smart 
player, and I think he's got some physicality to him um, that we're that we're going to like as well. Um, talk to me about um, Cam Taylor Britt, uh, second year corner, and how we're going to maybe even be able to work DJ Turner in there because this guy also has blazing speed as well. Yeah, Turner is one of these guys. So he's real interesting. I mean, uh, he, he you can line him up on a slot if you have to. You know, he's one yeah. of these guys. He's kind of Leon Hollish in the sense that, uh, you know, you can put him inside and out. Now, he's not, obviously, he's, he's got, you know, Mike Hilton's the best slot corner in the league, and mm-hmm. DJ uh, Turner's got a long way to go. But he's got he's, – I think he's got a very interesting pedigree for these guys yeah. that uh, he can run and he's long and uh, really fits what they want to do. But, I, you know, he's a guy that could – you know, you can – I think he's a guy you're going to be able to line him up anywhere. Same thing with Dax Hill. You know, I think yeah. they've got two guys with – you know, Lou Wayne Rulon talks about it all the time, position versatility. Well, I know people would talk about Leon Hall saying, man, he could be, you know, if he hadn't hurt his Achilles, uh, he could have finished his career as like a, a safety for five years. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and these yeah. guys kind of have, both those guys have that, have, yeah, but, you know, the only thing is they need snaps. You know, That's right. but Lou's, the thing, the thing they get going there is, and you touched on it, Lou's been there five years. He said, like he said today, Sam Hubbard can go up there. Oh, we, I'll do the install. You know, right. I mean, right. I mean, these guys, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, yes, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, they, they got their lacking back there, but the front seven is, you know, they know what they're doing. So um, big bottom line is, you know, don't get beat. And if he can run four, three, you're probably not going to get beat. So uh, the rest is the rest. They're going to have to learn and they get some pretty good. Uh, they got guys who have been through it. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about our depth um, as edge rushers. Obviously, um, you know, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, uh, but they use the first round pick on Murphy. Yeah. And 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 let's face it, Joseph Osai, I know a lot of people, you know, might have a mark on him, you know, hitting or touching Mahomes as he's went out of bounds. But I always say that was an effort play. It was yeah. a hustle play. And this guy was having one hell of a game. That's what that's what people don't need. They need to understand that. Thank you. So I, I thought I thought I've been out of my mind. You know what no. I mean? I thought I've been out of my mind. But look at the play before that. That's right. He, he made it a third down play. Yes, look he did. at December 4, the game here against Kansas City at yeah. Pagor. Mm-hmm. He he beats Orlando Brown. Yeah. Which is not which is not easy to do. Given he fits. And and he, and he, yeah, and he, and he, but he made it, and he, and he made the sack. It was a second effort. It was yes. a second effort. He grabbed them by the shoe tops. Yeah, you know, he won. I mean, he kept them off the field. Remember, they kept the ball the rest yeah, of the yeah. way. They won oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, uh, anytime he's on the field, and I, people forget the Buffalo game. First snap, first snap, first third down snap of the Buffalo game. They line him up inside. Yes, and he, and he, and he forces an incompletion on third down, sets the tone for that game. I love Osa. He's, so a, I, he's a star but, in the making, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, and again, you got somebody's going to have to tell me about that play. Maybe I'm too much of a homer. Maybe I was already <laughs> thinking about, you know, writing about Super Bowl 58 or whatever, or whatever they were playing out there. But I'm telling, I mean, for Holmes is a running back at that point. There's, it's the last minute. There's five yards to go to the Super Bowl and a minute left. Well, I'm, you know, yeah, he hit him. He hit him. My, my, I, he you know, hit him. He hit him. My yeah. only thing is if if somebody hits Joe Burrow like that, yeah, I know I'm gonna be hot. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I know how I'm gonna see that play. If that if someone yeah. were to hit Joe Burrow 
after he's across the white line and down the field, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a problem with that. And and I believe a lot of Bengals fans would. So I, I would say this. I would I would uh coach Joseph Osai, you keep bringing it, young man. Yeah, I would too. Keep playing right. the same way. I'm not taking anything from him. Uh it was a it was an effort yeah. play. And I think he's going to add some really great depth to our pass rush unit. I think this could be our best pass rush unit um, since the days of Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins. And as you well know, that was a pretty good group. Well, I mean, you throw in Murphy. We haven't talked about Murphy, but this guy's a, uh, you know, this guy's, I mean, I, legit, you know, you, that's one of the things you hear after every time they pick a guy in the first round. Oh, we didn't think he'd be there. But I think that was legitimate. Oh, I think that legit. was legitimate. Oh, yeah, I didn't think legit. he'd be there. I mean, this guy's got all the numbers, I mean, that you could absolutely, you know, hope for. And he comes from a great program. Yes. Good guy. I mean, he's going to be breaking in with, uh, you know, Hendrickson and Hubbard. They know what to do. Yep. Um, you know, and and people – yeah, he's another – Cam Sample is a guy you never – nobody oh. ever talks about Cam Sample. Yeah. Very solid guy on the edge. Yeah, I, I agree. I think what, – what was it the Dunlap and Mike and uh, Gino, they used to call each Mike, other? Mike Johnson and Gino yeah. Atkins. Oh, they were great. Yeah, yeah. And they and – they, I'm telling you, they uh, – uh, that was a good offense. It wasn't a great offense. And that defense, that pressure, yeah. you know, that's what got them to the playoffs in those stretches. Won them a couple right. of divisions. Nothing like defense, Solly. Nothing like defense. Nothing like defense, Butch. There's no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. We got got to bring some D to the party. And, look, I think the Bengals are – when you can return both of your coordinators for, what, a, a fourth uh, yeah. straight season, it, it's just incredible. Luana Romo – as well as uh, Brian Callahan, that continuity I think is going to lead to improvement in play on both sides of the ball, improvement yep. in production, and I'm I'm even seeing a spike in the win total for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2023. Uh, Jeff Hobson, thank you for stopping by to join us on Believe in Bengals broadcast here on Valley Sports Ohio. All the best, my friend. I'm going to see you down there at Paycor Stadium at practice. All the best to you. Thanks for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for joining us right here on Valley Sports Ohio on the Believe in Bengals podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.